baddies. So, okay, let's wrap for a little bit because things are crazy, right? Um, I'm not really sure what to do right now. Okay, so let, let me start here. So um, the last two weeks, if you're not in the Facebook group, um, I had to be hospitalized because I have GERD, turns out. Um, you know, I <clears throat> talked before about how a couple years ago I had some really bad uh, like GI issues I had to deal with and had to have a colonoscopy and endoscopy. I, endoscopy, I'm never sure to pronounce it and all of that. And um, yeah, it's kind of just reared its ugly head again. Thankfully, not as bad as it was before. But if you have GERD, I know some of you in the group do because you, you shared some really, really helpful advice, you know it can really, really kick your butt. So um, yeah, two weeks ago, that's why there was an episode because I had to be hospitalized and given fluids and um, make major life adjustments because my body was just producing so much acid and I, I was sick. <laughs> I was very, very sick. In fact, since I, so I had incidents that happened for like three weeks in a row. And at the third week, that's why I was like, okay, I think something's really wrong. I need to go to the emergency room. And from that first incident a month ago to now, I've lost 20 pounds because my body has just been in turmoil. And you know, stress is really, really bad for GERD and it's really bad for your body in general and your immune system and especially your GI tract, as I'm sure a lot of you know. So um, I'm actually currently having a pretty bad day with my GERD, <laughs> but you know what? Um, going to the hospital isn't an option. So I'm just kind of dealing with it at home as we are all dealing with things at home. So that's where I was the first week of two weeks ago. The second week was my birthday. So I was in Madeira, um, as anyway, I kind of mentioned on the podcast and what happened in Madeira? There was an earthquake. <laughs> no, there was an earthquake. So I went with my friend Fallon, who I always travel with, and um, we were just, you know, sitting in bed, kicking, and all of a sudden the earth shook. And we looked at each other and we were like, huh. And then it shook. Like, it really shook us. And apparently downstairs in the restaurant, like, all the plates and wine glasses fell in the wine bottles. And I don't know, maybe it's because we were both like partly California girls. She grew up there for a long time. I lived there for a long time. We just were like, okay, well, you know, let's just hang out and see if there's an aftershock. And I jumped out of bed in my full preparedness mode and ran to the window to see if the ocean was um, receding. Because I was like, oh, we're right in Tsunami Central if something happens because we're really close to the water. And it looked all good. And I got on Twitter to see what people were talking about. And I think it ended up that it was a 6.2 magnitude earthquake. And our lovely neighbors who are from the UK in the hotel knocked on the door and they were like, oh, did you feel that? And we were like, yeah, we felt it. And apparently they went downstairs and the people, the lovely, lovely people at Say Boutique Hotel, if you were ever in Madeira, please stay there. They are the loveliest. It is the cutest hotel ever. Anyway, it'll be all over my Instagram in a few weeks. We'll see. And back to that in a second. Um, they went downstairs and spoke to the front desk and the staff said, oh, we've never had an earthquake in Madeira. <laughs> so I'm like, what is happening? And of course I turn on the news because I'm like, okay, we had this, it was a big earthquake. It's the biggest I've ever felt. And again, I lived in LA for like four years and, um, we turned on the news and CNN and I think CNN was actually the only channel, but like I'll watch Saint-Monde. I watch the, um, the French channel when I'm traveling. Cause you know, I speak French. So I'm like, all right, I can figure this out and I'll watch BBC if it's available and nothing. No mention of anything, but there was no damage, no casualties, no fatalities, no, um, what else comes with an earthquake, all that stuff. So but luckily it didn't make the news because it wasn't bad. So very, very thankful for that. 
Um, but yeah, I was like, well, what a way to end 32 and go into 33. <laughs> Jeez. So, and of course, everything on the news was coronavirus. And of course, that should take precedent. And so if our little earthquake, did, or our big earthquake, didn't make the news, that is why you didn't hear about it until right now. So hospitalization, traveling, earthquake. I turned 33. Whew. That sounds weird to say out loud. <laughs> I haven't said that yet. And then um, the day we were coming back to America, we were in Portugal. Portugal has started to report its first cases of coronavirus. And the day we like landed in Port in uh, Lisbon. And then um, the night we were leaving at 2.30 a.m. Lisbon time was when Trump went on TV and said, oh, we're banning international travel to Europe. So my flights went from uh, half full. I had three flights back. They were all half full. And I booked my seats because I run a scam where I buy basic, basic economy and then just book the best seats the second you can check in because I won't pay more than I won't pay more than like $800 for a flight. It's very expensive to fly uh, from New Orleans a lot of the time. Anyway, so I was running my scam. I got like rows and rows to myself. I love sitting in the back of the plane. I know a lot of people don't like it. So I'm in the back. I'm like, listen. It's a contained space. We're not supposed to be doing that right now, but at least I won't be close to people. Well, certain presidents um, decided to announce this travel ban and my flights all became overbooked to the point where people are in the airport and they're spending like $3,000 to get onto my flight. Madness. So there goes my feeling, my at least imagined feeling, feeling of safety of at least I'm away from everyone. No, we're jam-packed at this point next to everyone, which is starting to heighten my corona fears. Like in the last two days that we were in Portugal and we were in Lisbon was when I was like, oh, oh, there's no more toilet paper in America. And um, the stores are bought out and cases are growing. That's when shit got real. Like it really, really hit the fan. And had it, I've never canceled a trip unless like I was sick, which <laughs> um, me and my immune system will <laughs> circle back to that. But I never canceled trips, you know, never just like, Things aren't looking too good, so I'm not going to go. I'm always going to go. But looking at the way our last two days of our trip was, and, like, while we were there, again, I'm watching Steak Mon, and, there, and you know, Macron is on TV, and he's saying, we're shutting down all – we're shutting down everything. We're shutting down travel in Italy. We're shutting down cargo. Like, everything just was so rapid all of a sudden. And I – knowing now what it has become, I would not have gone that trip because I'm in quarantine. So <laughs> – Jeez Louise. Um, so I am checking my temperature every day, twice a day, three times a day. I'm looking for the cough. I'm looking for the headache. I'm looking for the nausea. Also, I got my period the day we got back in town. So I've had the headache and I've had the nausea. It's just been a lot. So um, yeah, that's where I was for two weeks. First week, hospitalization. Second week, uh, birthday travel, which is great until the very end when I ended up sitting on top of people on my airplane. And, oh, by the way, I came in through Atlanta when I landed in the U.S., and no one asked me a single screening question or took my temperature. So, yeah, that's how this is spreading. Um, oh, and then my eardrum busted on the plane on my first flight from Paris to Lisbon, from Lisbon to Paris. So I had, like, 15 more hours in the air after that. So, uh, 2020, babes, how's it going? <laughs> Has it been our year? I thought Mercury was out of retrograde. Apparently 2020 is the year of the endless shadow period. So all that to say, um, that's where that was my where I've been. If you haven't, we're on the Facebook group and didn't see. I 
have a question for all of you, which is, do you all want the podcast to go on right now? It's the same question I asked on Instagram in regards to me posting travel content because my position is I am an escapist. I like to have something to channel my energy into. I like the distraction. I need the distraction, especially for my mental health. So I'm looking for things to listen to and looking for things to watch that make me feel like we still have a sense of normalcy. However, I do not, as my job being a content creator, like my full-time job aside, you know, away from the podcast, I don't want to come across as if I am being insensitive or tone deaf. Uh, I definitely don't want to come off as tone deaf. And, you know, sometimes when I, this is my, might just be a specific Instagram thing. I will say that. But sometimes I'm looking at Instagram and I see people that are posting like, oh, my outfit and this top's on sale for $12. I just want to be like, there's a pandemic going on. <laughs> like, I want to scream at them. Even though there's another part of me that is like, this is normal. This is what my everyday life is like. I go on Instagram. I see travel pictures. I see food pictures. I see outfit pictures. And I think I still need to see this because when I get on Twitter and Facebook and I see everyone freaking out and saying, oh, no matter what you do, you're going to get this. And um, things are going to get much, 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 much worse. <laughs> you know, like I told someone the other day, if I see one more tweet that says, even if you do everything right, everything's about to get much, much worse. I'm just going to walk outside and like whatever happens, happens. Because the stress and the anticipation of that to me is like worse than just trying to quarantine myself and, and check my temperature and make sure I'm not developing a cough. It's, I swear the anticipation of it all and like how everyone's just doomsdaying all of this is worse than sitting here and seeing and like going through the motions of day-to-day -day life. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't want to come off as tone deaf or insensitive or like, I don't care or like, oh, sorry to hear you lost your job or you don't know how you're going to pay rent. But like, here's me and Lisbeth. You know what I mean? It's just, I think that's so kind of gross. But then I also know people see it and I got met. I, so I put a poll in my Instagram to ask people and I got a lot of messages that were like, please keep posting. This is aspirational. This is inspirational. And it helps me not think about what's going on right now. Although I still have this part of me about, about half of me, honestly, that feels guilty and feels like this is just not important right now. Yes, it's my job. Yes, it's my livelihood. But Traveling is a privilege and I always understand that and that's a position I always come from and my life is very, very, very privileged and I'm seeing it even more now than ever and so I don't want to come from a position where it looks like I am like showing off my privilege, if that makes sense. So that's where I am in, in that headspace, which translates to the podcast as, and my question for all of you is that, do you want me to keep doing our normal episodes. Like, I feel like I have been punking y'all about Marie Laveau because I have been like, this episode is coming and I can't wait to talk about her. But just as I am today and as I have been since I got back from Europe where this panic peaked and I'm so far away from home and then I get home and things have, life as I know it has changed from when I left and, you know, six days before, I don't have... I'm not in the headspace to talk about her. I I can barely concentrate, you know? Like, I'm sure you're listening to this, you're like, Mickey sounds a little bit off. Yeah, I'm off. I, anytime I like sit down and even start to like write out notes for this episode, my mind would just start to wonder, like, how long is this going to last? What if another virus pops up right after this? How are we going to handle this if this happens again in two years? 
Um, am I going to be able to travel this year? Am I going to make any money this year? Because I am self-employed, as you all know. Uh, you know, what if, what if Italy never gets, like, I just, I'm thinking of everything. What if Italy never gets better? What is going to happen to Italy? I'm so concerned about them because it's just been hideous and unreal. And I, I, I'm, I, there's just things that pop into my mind. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to, <laughs> to write about Maria Laveau so I can give you the episode that you all deserve and the episode that she deserves and the episode that New Orleans deserves. Like, it would be and it will be the most personal episode I'll do, I think. Even though, I mean, I talk about myself all the time, but like just the roots of who I am and how this all started for me and what I I know to be a part of my journey and talking about Louisiana and like Louisiana Creoles, talking about Louisiana voodoo and all of this stuff. It's very, very personal to me. So it's already like a lot of pressure I'm putting on myself. And then every time I start to get into a groove of telling her story and writing it down so it all makes sense for all of you, I start thinking about Italy or I start thinking about my career or I start thinking about this virus or I start thinking about my parents who are both over 60 years old and my dad who's just in the hospital and me who is just in the hospital. And then I start thinking about hospital workers and then I start thinking about the doctors and the nurses and then I start thinking about all the food service workers who on all the restaurants closing and how are they going to pay? Like I'm spiraling, obviously. <laughs> I need to get off of social media. And so let me say that it is my, it is my greatest intention to not keep this episode away from you, but I am just not in a space where I can do it right now. But so it's like a, it's a compound question. <laughs> I hope I'm using that word right. The question is, do you want to get episodes of the podcast during this time? Is it something that would be soothing and comforting and an escape for you? Or is it something that you don't even really have time for or something that you feel like it's just not important. And not to say the podcast isn't important and not to say our covet isn't important because it is. I, it's tremendous and I know it gets us through a lot. But this is the first time we're all dealing with something like this en masse. So is it just is it just something that in the context of what we're dealing with, not your priority right now? Which I understand. Like it's my priority because I started it. <laughs> but it's not my priority to like get on here for an hour and an hour and a half and two hours, however long it's going to take each time and like giggle my way through things when I know people are dying and people's lives are being like irreparable, I know this word, irreparable, no, I can't pronounce it, <laughs> I'm too tongue-tied, um, I know people's lives will be forever changed by this virus and this pandemic and we're headed towards rece recession and I don't know. It's just a lot going on. So if I can get my wits about me, I don't know what's going to be happening. I would like to do the Marie episode, the Marie Laveau episode. Is that what I said? Um, next as planned. Although I obviously have like more topics I can go into, but what I alternate, what I ultimately need to know from all of you is that if you want this right now, it won't hurt my feelings if you say no. I totally understand if you say no, because it's it's just a lot. And the position I'm in again is like a very very privileged one, so I can't even imagine what parents are going through. I can't imagine what care caretakers are going through. I can't imagine what immunocompromised people are going through, or people that live with people that are immunocompromised. I mean, my parents were older and, you know, they, they have health things, but they don't have autoimmune diseases. They don't have like, you know, severe disability. They don't have terminal illnesses. And so I just can't, 
or, you know, healthcare workers, I can't imagine what you're going through in your families and how it's just this ripple effect. And I'm sorry, this episode is such a bummer, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't want to go another week without talking to all of you. Cause I know there just is a comfort and a familiarity and like hearing my, not to be like hearing my voice, but you know, hearing my voice as a part of your routine every week. And then we go in the group and we talk about everything. And I know Again, that's escapism and it brings us all together and it's just something for us to focus on. So I didn't want to just be like, post something and be like, hey, no episodes. Good luck. Uh, I hope everyone's doing okay. Like I, I want you to hear my voice and know that I really hope everyone is doing okay. So you all let me know what you're thinking um, and what's best. And if you want to keep going, we'll keep going. And I'll try to talk about Marie next week if I'm in the right headspace and I can concentrate and things don't keep getting worse. You know, everyone on Twitter keeps saying it's going to get worse and worse, but you know, sometimes you really do have to step away from social media because it's an echo chamber of insanity and worst case scenarios. And I, I don't, I said this in the Facebook group. And again, this is not something I'm saying like, and, and hopefully in a way that seems insensitive or tone deaf, but I do believe that this virus is going to be, I, I think it's going to be all okay in the end. I I really do. And I think that what we'll have after will be like a great chance for us to restart and to learn lessons from what's going on right now. And I mean that on like an individual level and I mean it on a global level. Like maybe we will figure out how to stop these illnesses and pandemics from arising. Maybe we'll figure out how to all live cleaner and better. And, you know, it's just amazing what, how nature is kind of responding to all this and how pollution has pretty much been eradicated where people have been quarantined. And I saw this thing today in like Venice where, because, you know, the tourism is so non-existent and people basically can't leave their homes. And so the gondolas and boats aren't going and the water is like clear. And I've never, in every picture I've ever seen of Venus, Venus, wow, Venice in my entire life, I've never seen clear water there running through the canals. And it's, it, I don't know, that kind of gave me a glimmer of hope that once we get through all of this, we'll be better. I think we'll be better and I hope we'll be better. And I hope our government structures will be better and they'll take care of us because we're the people that even put these politicians in office and then they treat us like shit. (laughs) And, you know, people shouldn't have to worry about a living wage. They shouldn't worry about having to miss work for four or eight weeks and going into poverty or homelessness because of that. And so maybe the policies will be better. The politicians will be better. We'll be better as voters. I mean, we do have an election coming up this year. Um, Maybe we'll treat the earth better and the earth will respond in kind. And we won't be seeing like the earthquake, like in Madeira, we won't be seeing these viruses because maybe we'll just strike a better balance of harmony. And that's not to say I think we deserve this virus because I don't. I don't want to see people die. I don't want to see people get sick. I don't want to see people recover and have diminished lung capacity. So I'm not saying that we deserve this at all. But I am saying I am hopeful that when we get through this, and I wholeheartedly know we are going to get through this, and it's not going to take as long as we think it will, I I think that it will serve a greater good in the end. So that's my hope. That is my hopefulness right now. Um... But yeah, so let me know how you're feeling if we should continue on with episodes in this time period. Because I don't know, uncertainty is 
really hard for me as a control freak and I don't do that great with it. And so I, I'm saying right now, like, hey, maybe I'll be Marie Laveau next week or, you know, we'll keep the podcast going next week and who knows if XYZ will happen and, you know, Apple doesn't go down and we can't even listen to podcasts. I mean, I'm not wishing that on us, but, you know, anything can happen. So I'm, I'm just trying to say, let's keep it loose and let's, let's go with the flow at the moment. But um, if you're here to listen, I'll, I will keep putting out podcasts and it may not be exactly the way that it's been when things were normal and it may not be Marie for now, but I won't leave you hanging every week. You know, like if, if it's something that you need, I am here to give it to you. And if it's something that you want to say, like Mickey, it's just not a priority right now. I get it because it's not. It's not a priority. And you can be like me and you can just go watch all of Superstore because I watched it on the plane and I was like, this show is great. It's exactly what I need right now. It is funny. It is charming. It is light. It is silly. Then there is like some depth to it and it's just such an easy watch. So I do recommend Superstore. But yeah, you might not feel like doing your witch homework right now. I get it. You might not want to sit down and have to take notes during an episode and you may like, that's the thing too. We're witches. We're witches no matter what happens, right? So I, I, I'm I still a witch, even though I haven't had any time to practice because I've been traveling and I've been panicking. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So that witch side of us isn't going to go away, even if we aren't in active practice. But I also understand like wanting to be even more in active practice so we can make this better in the best way that we are able to and with the abilities that we are naturally given. So let me know what you're thinking. And I will try to give you something every week as long as I can for life, <laughs> just forever, because we signed up for this together. Uh, but yeah, just if if you all, wow, Southern, if you all do decide that you want to continue with episodes, just, you know, be cool with me because we may have some format changes. They may be a bit shorter and um, we'll just be kind of plugging through different topics. And then maybe we'll have to get back to Marie and um, our other like witchery history stories a little later because they they are like huge efforts. And I, like I said, I just don't have the concentration right now to do it. Um, I'm an anxious person. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. Oh, and also shout out to all of us empaths out there because holy shit, <laughs> we are struggling. Um, make sure you're really taking care of yourself. And I mean, of course, wash your hands. I know you're tired of hearing it, but wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Help your kids wash your hands. Help everyone wash their hands. You know, 20 seconds is cool. 30 seconds is better. 40 seconds is great. <laughs> Go with it. And all of that, of course, you know, cough into your elbow, wear your face mask, social distancing, isolation, whatever it takes, but also just take care of yourself you know, put your crystal on your tongue and energize it. Just make sure you clean it afterwards. Take your salt bath, you know, light, whatever, whatever incense you're working with right now, put essential oils on your temple and your third eye, meditate. I know, med like, has there ever been a harder call to meditate right now? Then, <laughs> oh, I have to keep my mind quiet when we're in a literal pandemic. Okay, Mickey, thanks for the great advice. But yeah, meditate. Um, you know, and that's another thing too about social distancing and isolation and quarantine is that we can't meet with our covens, our, our like in-person coven. So that's why the Facebook group is like even more important than ever. And that's why I think like the podcast is important still because maybe this is the only witchiness you will be getting for a while. So yeah, but it's up to y'all. I'll respect whatever decision. Just like on Instagram, I'm telling you everyone that reached out to me, a few people were like, don't post that right now. I, I just, it's not what I want. 
And you know, I listen to my audience. I gotta, they're the reason I do what I do. I can't do what I do. Um, so yeah, even though a lot of people said, no, keep posting. I still do kind of feel weird about it. I'll be honest. So yeah, there'll be some changes temporary as long as this thing is temporarily happening to us and it is temporary and we will be okay. And I know we'll be okay because ultimately we do deserve good. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, that's what's going on. So this has been real rambly, more rambly than usual, but I thought for this episode, I don't even know if I can call this an episode. It's more just like a check-in for this check-in. Uh, I thought I would close it with a reading and we can see what our goddesses and our angels are saying because I think we can all just use that right now. So I'm going to do my standard three cards and then I will do one angel card unless something else wants to come flying out of the deck and we'll see what they have for us. Okay, so I had a feeling this would be our first card and of course it is. Wait, do you want to guess? Yes. Okay, say it with me. One, two, three. It's Ostara. Of course it is because we are quickly approaching Ostara. And I think she is here to let us know that we are going through the depths of a harsh winter right now, but spring is approaching and with spring will come goodness and it will come, will come revitalization and it will come a chance at something new and something better. So I'm feeling really hopeful actually. Like honestly, I had to pause the podcast earlier because I started to cry. <laughs> You know, I am a Pisces who hates crying. And um, I, I really am one of those people who like, if I'm watching TV, I'm not sorry, if I'm watching like YouTube or listening to a podcast and someone becomes emotional and starts crying, I have a very like Kelly Catrone, if you have to cry, go outside mentality. I don't like hearing it because I'm a Pisces who hates crying, as mentioned. Um, and so I was like, as I'm just saying all this stuff out loud for the first time, I got emotional and choked up. And so I had to pause and like refresh and do it over again. But this just this card coming out gives me a lot of hope. And I just, I think things are going to get better. I don't think this is going to last until July and August, like we're being told now. And I, I'm hoping that that's being told to us because of like a sense of precaution at this point. But Asara coming up does give me a lot of relief that was sorely needed. And I had a feeling. So Asara fertility and her message on the card is it is a perfect time for you to start new projects access new ideas and give birth to new conditions. So a lot of new, a lot of fresh, a lot of green, all those things that we expect to come with spring. Okay. So let's read her whole deal from the book so we can get a full grasp of her card. So a message from Osara, please girl, tell us <laughs> springtime is any time when the light increases within your mind and entire system. If you feel dark, heavy, or depressed, then you can lighten up by fueling yourself with positive intentions, nutritious food, and anything that sparks your feelings of love. Surround yourself with beautiful flowers, brighten the colors in your wardrobe and home, and draw back the curtain to let the natural light in. You can paint, cut, is this, is this not specifically speaking to us like having to be in isolation? Yeah. Um, you can paint a sunnier outlook within yourself, which will give rise to all sorts of new opportunities, such since like attracts like. Feel more energized and powerful as you spruce up your inner and outer world. I'm thinking right now, she's also saying like, um, this isn't a time to like go into the depths of your own personal darkness, but to like let yourself work on yourself in a way that you do emerge into the light as the version of yourself that perhaps you always wanted to be. And this is a time where we do have our stresses, of course, but we have nothing but time right now, you know? 
Um, then capitalize on this increased vigor by starting a new project that really makes your heart sing with excitement. And then the various meanings of her card are, uh, this card signifies pregnancy. So that is a no for me. <laughs> you will be involved with a successful child conception, adoption, or custody resolution. Cause again, this card does represent fertility in all of its ways. Um, your desire will be fully manifest in the springtime. I, I have a good feeling about spring. It's, it's this winter versus spring complex that I think we talk about a lot, especially as witches and how we're so in tune with nature and how the earth changes. And it does have to go through this period of like death essentially to be reborn. And I think that's really where we are right now. Um, there will be a resurrection of the old, your new idea or venture will be success. Did I say idea? <laughs> Jeez. Your new idea or venture will be successful. It is an opportune time to make life changes. I forgot that one was in there. So yeah, I don't know. She's showing me a lot of hopefulness with this right now. She's showing me essentially what we need to hear, which is this isn't going to last forever. And as hard as it is, as depressing as it is to be inside and to be uncertain and to not know what's going to happen next and to be living in fear, which is one of the worst feelings ever. It is a good time to make yourself a better person, make yourself a better witch. You don't have to be a bad witch forever and forget to do everything that you're supposed to do all the time. So, you know, it's, it's a good reminder again about the light and letting the light in and dwelling in the light and not the darkness. And with that light, kind of guiding the way for ourselves through this and letting her be a guide for us through this because we're getting so close to her day anyway. And like knowing that we're going to make it. Everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. I really do believe that. And that in the process we can work on ourselves. And like, that's what I was saying earlier that we can all emerge better and that this is, I, I do believe everything happens for a reason. And I believe that our earth, like our earth and its own entity, like our mother earth and her goddess spirit, like she is constantly trying to restore some kind of balance for us that we as humans are always knocking out of place in all the varied ways we come up with, uh, you know, intentional, intentional or not. And, uh, so I do think this is happening for a reason. And, and again, I am so sorry that it's affecting people in so many terrible and drastic ways. Um, but it is an opportunity to make the best of it, you know? So I hope that we can all find a way to do that. Okay. So our next card is Una and her message is also wonderful, which is easy. Does it now both of these cards? A lot of the times, sorry, if you can hear that phone ringing. Um, I have a house phone because I'm a hundred, uh, <laughs> both of these cards I see come up typically a lot with people that are trying to make major life changes and especially career changes. Or like quitting your job, starting a new project, like Ostara said. Um, but I think in this case, like Ostara is again about hope and representing the newness and the freshness that's going to come. And I think in this case, Una is representing like, hey, guess what? We have no control over our circumstance right now. So easy does it. You're just going to have to really go with the flow on this one and take it as it comes and do your best with it. Okay, phone, we get it. I hate landlines. <laughs> Sorry. I, that sound drives me crazy. As you all know, I have or, oratory, auditory issues. I don't have oratory issues. Um, and that sounds driving me crazy. I'm so sorry if you could hear it, but, um, yeah, easy does it. That is the meaning on her card. And it's, um, on the bottom, the meaning is there is no need to hurry or force things to happen. Everything is occurring in perfect timing. So I am just saying things out loud and then the cards are pretty much just saying them back to me <laughs> as usual. But let's go ahead and dive into Una's meanings. So this is her message. 
Nurturing a cause or a relationship is a long-term commitment and one that can't be rushed. This level of devotion comes from a place of deep loving and concern. I care about what happens to my planet and to my loved ones resonates so much that I'm willing to stick with them through thick and thin. This isn't always easy. Tell me about it. But to me, it's the only way to ensure that matters are resolved and healed. I listen to the passionate stirrings of my heart. I reach out and take action to let my loved ones know that I deeply care about them. Check on your parents and your grandparents and your elderly neighbors, by the way. Um, I take action to spur on my pet causes. Never mind what other people think. You will benefit by carrying through with your priorities. You'll feel so good about yourself if you make time for the relationships and projects that truly count in your heart. Do what's important to you and do it with absolute devotion. But remember that there's no competition for your true life's purpose. So there's no need to worry, hurry, or feel that you have to force things to happen. Basically, you're stuck and you're going to have to just do what you can when you can, you know? Like there's this tweet going around that's like, hey, just a reminder, Shakespeare wrote King Lear when he was uh, self-quarantined or quarantined from the bubonic plague. Is it bubonic plague? The Black Death. Same thing, I think. And everyone on Twitter is like, thanks. As if I wasn't already stressed enough. What, I'm supposed to like create my greatest life's work and the same time? Like, no. Take that pressure off of yourself. But, you know, do what you can during this time. So, meanings of the card. Uh, don't worry about your purpose or your goals. Make no sudden moves because we can't. Slow, steady progress is best right now. Obviously, that's our only option. Ease into your new life instead of rushing into it. Do your new work as a part-time venture to begin with while slowly exiting your old career. So that is Una. And then we're going to do Bridget, who is our last card. And her meaning is don't back down. Um, stand up for what you believe is right. Sorry, I'm kind of powering down right now because this skirt is kicking my ass. I just had to take a break for a while because I'm feeling really sick today. Oh, 2020. What a year. Okay, so let's get to Bridget. And then I will tell you what she is telling me personally. So her message. First, be quite clear with your intentions. If you're unclear, the confusion will lessen your power and force. Light a candle in the dark. Be very clear and bright in what is acceptable to you in this situation. Make no mistake, I will guide and protect you. And yet, think of the unparalleled rise in your own viewpoint if you are to stand up for yourself and speak up about your needs and your deepest truths. Now is the time to touch your power, for its heat and flame will ignite your passion, which will propel you forward in countless ways. Even in the face of fear, you can you can still stand up for your ideals and your truth. Be unwavering and make your stand today. So, <laughs> ah, the face of fear, the light imagery, it's all coming together. Um, and the meanings of the card are be assertive. Don't worry about what others think. Trust that your actions will work out fine. Speak your truth. Stick to your opinions and put your foot down. And what she is telling me right now is that she is not a card for the moment necessarily, but she is a card for the future to come, the immediate future to come, which is that if we don't want to find ourselves in the positions that the position that we are currently in, it's going to take us to stand up and to be bad witches and put our foot down and not be controlled or be intimidated or be forced to back down by anything that's currently in place because we're seeing in real time that it's not working for us, not just that these viruses are able to start and to spread, but also that we have too many people that are living pillar to post and paycheck to paycheck and too many people in industries where the corporations that are making billions and millions of dollars don't care about them. And, you know, we're all a few missed payments and a bad months away from homelessness and poverty. 
So, well, not all, all, all of us, but you know, the majority of us, honestly. So yeah, I, I think Ostara is our card for hope. Una is our card for getting through this process really easy does it. Cause that's our only option right now. And Bridget is about how we have to take action once we get past the worst of it. So things will be better and that all of this would not have just been in vain, which hopefully I think it's not, I hope it's not. And I hope it's over for all of us soon. Um, and so let me do our angel card real quick. Y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm fading really fast. I feel terrible right now. GERD is the worst. <laughs> it's awful. And I haven't even been feeling sick. I was really good in Portugal, but of course the food is really clean in Portugal and not so much when you get to the U.S. and you're in the house and you can't like exercise or go to the gym or anything because you're just trying to keep people healthy. So I'm sorry that I'm like fading really fast. I was going to try to talk a little more in depth and longer, but it's not looking too good. Okay, so our angel card is, oh, wow. Okay, our angel card is no need to worry. I am, as always, holding it up to the camera on my computer, even though you cannot see me. <laughs> Good to know that even in times of uh, uncertainty and panic, I old habits die hard. So <laughs> no need to worry, though. That's good news. And let me just read you about that card, and we are going to wrap this up if I can get there. Okay. Your worries and concerns regarding your questions are unnecessary. God and your angels have the situation well in hand and everything is going to turn out perfectly. Here's hoping. Obsessing over this subject isn't helpful. Hmm. Maybe I should get off of Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> the energy of fear and worry only slows the eventual manifesting of your desires. Uh, visualize loving and happy outcomes and keep your thoughts positive. Very soon you will wonder why you were worrying about this at all. Well, we know why we're worrying. That's for sure. But, you know, it's it's not just that we have to do our best as humans, but we have to do our best as witches. And so if you have the strength and you have your energy, light your candles and cast spells and do your rituals and visualize the better outcome for all of us and manifest that for all of us. What about that manifestation box? And, you know, say what you would like to work on in this time period that you would like to see manifested with the arrival of Ostara and the arrival of spring. It's a beautiful and wonderful time to do that. But I think it's just another assurance. Times are tough but we're going to get through it and things are going to be good. And I'm going to somehow figure out how to stop having bird. <laughs> we can go back to bad, Witch as regularly scheduled, no coronavirus, no GERD. 2020 is going to turn it around and stop trying to be the worst and, and no recession too. I'm just going to put all of my manifestations out right now. No more coronavirus, limited people getting sick, limited deaths, letting all, let it just all wrap up from here. We're, we're going to make it out okay because we have to because we have a lot left to do. This cannot be the end for us. So I love you all. Um, I just want to say extra special thank you again to all of you healthcare workers out there and the sacrifices you are making and the sacrifices that your families are making. And to you food delivery people and the people in the restaurants and the people, the cashiers and the pharmacists and the, pharmacists and the uh, pharmacist aides working in the grocery stores and the pharmacies. How many times can I say pharmacy? A hundred, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, all the people that really have to do, like, face-to-face -face work, and you are the ones that are, like, making sure the rest of us can get through this. Thank you so much. And if you are in the Facebook group and if you are a member of one of those communities, let us know what you can, what we can do for you, if we can donate money somewhere. I know money's tight for a lot of us, but, um, you know, if we can just give a few dollars, it helps. I was looking into maybe if I could like order a lunch for my local grocery staff or if anyone's like putting that kind of fundraiser online or is accepting that. 
um, let me know and let me know what ways I can help you and we can all help you because I certainly can't, uh, I'm not in your position, so I don't know exactly what would be best for you now, but I just want to make sure y'all are fed. And gosh, when I went to Trader Joe's the other day, the cashier, she was like the sweetest ever. I actually left her my Instagram so we can be friends, but I told her that, um, I asked her, I was like, have you even had been able to eat? And she was like, well, I was trying to take like sips of water here and there, but I just don't have time for that. So... Y'all are awesome and I don't want you to go forgotten because our focus is more on healthcare right now because we're all serving, you're all serving like really important jobs and society would truly collapse without all of you and please take care of yourselves and just know we're going to make it through this and that you all deserve good and I deserve good and that means no more GERD hopefully because it's kicking my ass right now. Um, we will again, get back to regularly scheduled bad witchery next week, if that is what y'all are down for. So uh, just post it in the Facebook group and let me know your thoughts. Or you can DM me or um, email me. I am caught up on emails. Y'all, this court, that's the one good thing that has happened. I'm caught up on emails and DMs. So I'm very excited about that. So feel free to start sending them my way. I literally was back for like three months, but we're there now. So the podcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Facebook group, the answer is the craft. Um, we will do our Patreon shout outs next week because I honestly am so all over the place and don't even feel well enough to like read them off the screen. I'm really not feeling well. Uh, gosh, GERD. If anyone has uh, any more potions or tips for GERD, also we drop them in the Facebook group. I will so appreciate that. Or give me on Instagram. Um, I am at Chow Mickey if you want to talk to me there. And on Twitter, I am Chow underscore Mickey. I've just been talking nonsense on Twitter all day or like the past few days because I'm bored. <laughs> I don't know what else to do with myself. Uh, so it's not a lot of witchy stuff, but if you just want to say hey on there, it's cool too. Um, so yeah, patreon.com slash badwitch. Since I am in the house uh, for the foreseeable future, it is a good time to claim your readings. And um, oh, for my witchy male people, if it's okay with you, and I'll message you about this as well, I will send out double stuff next month unless this lifts in the next week or so. Uh, because I just, I can't personally leave the house because I was in Europe and I have to monitor myself really closely. And also I, in, uh, where I am, it's, it's, they're pretty much like everything's closed down. They're taking it really seriously, which is amazing, but it means that I can't do my wishy runs and go to the post office and get your get gifts and all of those things. So please bear with me. I will just send double the trouble next month <laughs> if I can't get out before the, uh, before March 31st. Gosh, is it still March? Longest month ever. All right. And um, yeah, so the Bowish Podcast at gmail.com. Facebook group is The Craft is the answer. Patreon.com if you want to come join up. We're over 50 uh, members. I was going to say 50 million. Y'all, I'm baiting. Sorry. Uh, 50 members, which is very exciting. And we're over 1,000 members in the Facebook group. So as soon as life goes a little back to normal, we're for sure going to be doing a couple of giveaways to say thank you. And I know I'm forgetting something. Oh, Teespring. <laughs> Teespring has all of our baddie merch. Uh, I don't blame you for not shopping right now because I understand you want to save money and be smart about everything. But if you really want a hoodie or a mug to cheer you up, I say go for it because my Bad Wish merch definitely makes me happy on days like today. So that's it for this week. It's a little um, more like a check-in than a full episode, but at least our goddesses are giving us some good news and our angels are letting us know that there is light. I think that is the ultimate uh, takeaway from this. There is light at the end of this tunnel. So we got to focus on the light and not the darkness of the tunnel itself. All right. That's it. Ain't got no more right now. I got to go like take all the Pepto-Bismol I can find. <laughs> 
should I start another podcast while we're off where I just do GERD checks? I'm sure you all are loving this. <laughs> All right, no, until next week, blessed be. Oh, and also, can I just say, let's all really try to like practice practice kindness to each other in this time because I know I'm used to this lifestyle of being at home and working from home or like working from hotels or working from co-working spaces a lot. So it doesn't, I'm really good at that. I'm really good at isolation already. But I know for a lot of people, it's not a very like comfortable time. So let's just try really hard to not let that tension rise because a lot of us are angry too. I've been dealing with a lot of feelings of anger and we're scared and we're anxious and we're depressed and we're upset and we're worrying and that can lead to a lot of tension. So let's just make sure when we're talking to each other in the Facebook group, we're being kind to each other and let's try not to be aggressive and let's also try not to be defensive um, if there's nothing that needs to be defended. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when people respond to things, and this isn't about anyone in particular, I'm just saying I notice this behavior online. Um, and I'm sure I participate in it. But I have noticed that um, sometimes people are feeling some kind of way like I feel like a lot of us are right now. And you're just ready for that thing that takes it a step too far for you. And instead of actually, instead of someone actually saying something offensive to you or something that needs to be defended, you're on the defense. And so you may pop off when you don't mean to. So yeah, let's just look out for like, it, things are going to be tense. So let's look out on the way we speak to each other and the things that we're posting and the way we're reacting to each other. Cause I don't want there to be like a blow up anywhere in our community because you know, we're just all dealing with a lot. So yeah, let's just try to practice kindness as much as we can and uh, we'll figure it out for next week. All right. I love you all. Blessed be and goodbye.